שיר מיקוד הלוכס, אור החיים, הלוכס השכון הסבייקר, הלוכה ד', פרגריף ה', וזה בחינס קימס חצויס. רב נסנבל says, based on what we've been learning now, we'll understand the significance of getting up at midnight, waking up at midnight. שצריכים להסגבר מאוי, לא קום בחצויס לילה, where a person has to, Jew has to try very hard to get up at midnight, to mourn in a very serious way over the destruction of the Holy Temple, the Beis HaMikdash. And this is one of the main things that helps elevate the Malchus and remove it from the Kripos, from the outside forces, as is known in the writings of the Arizal. Because when a Jew is mourning the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, it's as if the person is involved in building the Beis Hamikdash. Because the Gemara says in Kainis, Daflamid, Kikol HaMesabel, Zoycheh, Veroyeh, any person, a Jew, who mourns the destruction of the Beit Sarikosh is privileged to see the joy of its rebuilding. And by doing this, the person draws upon himself the holiness of the Beit Sarikosh. The Beit Sarikosh was the most important place where there was this light of Hashem's face, Kaviyochel, which a Jew is able to receive, especially on the three holidays, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. Shehoyitzrichim la'aloyz al-abes ha-mikdosh, l'aloyz es-pnei Hashem, whereby the Jews were commanded by Hashem to go up to the Beis ha-mikdosh from all the places that they were, to see the face of Hashem, k'dei l'kabel ur ha-ponim, in order to receive that light. As Rabbi Nezal explains and discusses in chapter 30 on the Kutimam, which this halacha is based on. We see, therefore, that the place that has this light of Hashem's face the most is the Beis Hamikdash. Therefore, a Jew is supposed to get up at midnight and mourn in a, in a, mourn a lot over the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. And by doing that, the person will be on their level to see the joy of the Beis HaMikdash. And a person will be able to draw upon himself spiritual life from that light of Hashem's face which is shining there and thereby inject life into the Malchus which is in order to achieve the goal that we're striving for which is to achieve understanding of Hashem that's the goal and we said in order to get to that you have to start from the Malchus and therefore, we're talking about all kinds of things related to the Malchus. How the Malchus gets into trouble by going down into the hands of the Klippos, 
how we get it out of there, how we inject life into the malchus. That's what Rabbi Nachman speaks about a lot over there in that chapter in the Gemara. Now you'll understand why part of the Tikkun Chatzos, part of the special prayers that we say at midnight, we speak about going to the Beis Hamikdash on the three holidays. As we find in the chapter 42 in Tehillim, which we say in Tikkun Chatzos, where we say, As it says there, these psukim are referring to Shehu Mashehoyu Oilin Varegala Besamitash Rashishan. That Pusik is referring to when the Jews used to go on the holidays to the Besamitash, as Rashi explains over there. Vizel Bachinas Gimel Ponin Ponin Shamaskirimshan. And now you'll understand also, interestingly, why in that chapter of Tehillim, it mentions the face three times. As it says there, That's one, etc., etc. It mentions the word there three times. Corresponding to the three times of the year, which are the Sholosh Regolim, the three holidays, when the Jews would go to the base Mikdash to receive this light of Hashem's face. And this is why another major item that we do. During that midnight service is the study of Torah. Because as Rabbi Nassau explains over there in Likudimaran, every letter of the Torah is a measuring cup. <coughs> it's a it's a tzimtzum, it's a constriction by which we if these are holy constrictions in which we are able to receive and retain the light of Hashem in a healthy, constructive way. Because light, when it's not in any, in any constrictions, could be blinding, could be harmful. And through the Torah, which we study then at night, during the midnight, during the Tikkun Chatzais, the person draws upon himself, receives this thread of kindness during the day. As the Gemara says in Chagika, that by studying Torah at night, a Jew who studies Torah at night, receives he receives like a, a beam of light during the day. Once again, we reiterate that this shear is being given on the premises of the institution called Chutzel Chesed. And just for, for the benefit of posterity, the lights were not on in the room that we were given this year until a moment ago when we spoke about the light and the light being able to go into Kalim and then suddenly the lights went on. <laughs> and through this Chesed that one receives by studying Torah at night, that helps us to cut and to sever the connection between the Malchus 
and the Sitra Achra, as we mentioned in the previous year, the Kitzru Lafi Chesed, the Pesach And we build up the Malchus to its completion at the time that the morning star comes up, you know, when, this, when, when the morning starts, the Bechinas, as the Pesach says in Yeshaya, chapter 16, the Huchan Bachesed Kisel, that Hashem's throne, the throne is kingdom, the throne will be established with Chesed. That's this Chutzho Chesed that the Gemara says that a person who studies Torah at night, when at night? At midnight. A person studying Torah at that time receives this flow of Chesed in the morning, which is what helps cut away the Malchus from the Sitrachra and helps build up the Malchus. One of the, the main characteristic of Hashem that helps build up the Malchus is this Chesed. As the Pesach says, V'huchan v'chesed kisel. As is explained in Mikut Eman, chapter 30, who can move on the Kavonas. And as is as it's explained in the writings of Yarizal, this whole process of fixing up the Malchus and building it, paragraph of now, V'alkein, Tzrichen, Lizoik, Moro, and it's for this reason that we have to cry out bitterly and, and scream to Hashem at midnight over the destruction of the Beis in order to thereby join forces with the Shekhinah, the spirit of Hashem and with all the others that share in, in feeling the pain over that the Shina is going through over the fact that the Jewish people are in exile. Whereby it's impossible for a person to to perceive and to to handle the screams and the cries that take place from the Shekhinah when the kingdom of Hashem falls into the hands of the opposition, into the hands of the Sitrachim. As Rabbi Nezal discusses over there in the Kutimran, where he says, Who can handle the, the scream of the Malchus when it, when it falls into the wrong hands? So this, Rabbi Nezal says, corresponds to the fact that the Torah tells us that at night the Jew has to scream over over this how sorry we are for the, the state of affairs that we're in, that we're in exile, the Shekhin of Hashem is in exile, etc. This screaming, obviously, if a person's in the house with their wife and kids, that's not the place to scream. This screaming is if a person is in a place where there's nobody else there, number one, or we have the concept of the silent scream that Rabbi Nezal teaches us, that a person could be screaming, screaming inside, but not allowing the, the sound to emit from their mouth. The scream is going from deep inside to the brain, bypassing the mouth. And the most important scream that we have to scream and cry about it at midnight is over the passing away of the true tzaddikim who were qualified 
to inject into us understanding of Hashem, this Hasodas Rokhus. Vinishanu Yesayim Veino. And we were left orphans without a father in exile. Because a Jew has to search and plead, beg Hashem to be Zoicha, to find a tzaddik of that caliber who's capable of, of teaching us, injecting into us Hasodas Mukuz, this deep understanding of Hashem. How came therefore Tzrichen Livkois Zelizok Mo'oi Mo'oi Lofne Hashem Yisbarach Arzeh B'Yosef And therefore we need to cry and scream a lot to Hashem about this specifically, about the loss of the Tzadikim Sheyochoi Tzvirachim Oleinu Hashem Shekatkiri Amos V'yachzer Lanu Huatora L'Yoshna And we turn the crown to its original status that Hashem should send us speedily true tzaddikim who, who will involve themselves in repairing us, in rectifying everything that needs to be fixed. And they will have the ability to educate us, to shine into us this deep understanding of Hashem. And to bring us to the ultimate good purpose for which we were created. Whereby it's impossible for a Jew to achieve this goal, to achieve real high level understanding of Hashem and closeness to Hashem, without the help of the true Tzadik Emes, who is so great. That is capable of curing sick people like us who are so spiritually sick today. When we're standing at the footsteps of the coming of Moshiach, as each and every one of us knows how sick we are spiritually, how, how much of a loss we are. And therefore we have to cry and beg Hashem to return to us, to restore to us the great tzaddikim who are in a position to, to elevate us. Paragraph Zion. Because a Jew has to keep sleep away from his eyes. And to really apply ourselves in a serious way, pleading with Hashem, begging Hashem, that we should be privileged to find the true tzaddik, who's, who's able to cure us, and to inject into us high level understanding of Hashem. In order to save us from falling into the lowest places. As Shlomo Melech cries out to Hashem about this in Mishlei chapter 6, as he says there, Do not allow your eyes to sleep. Knows that a Jew. Part of being really religious is to try to sleep less, 
and to take some of that time, which people usually typically use for sleep, like the second half of the night, and use that time for deep, deep prayer and, and Torah. That's one of the holiest times. That is the holiest time of the day, the time when the heavens are open, those two hours of chatzos especially, and then after that, from chatzos, from morning, <coughs> chatzos according to the Zohar Kodesh, according to the Arizal, according to Rabbeinazal, and many other opinions, we calculate as six hours on the clock, which means 360 minutes from Seis HaKoychovim. Seis HaKoychovim means when you have three medium-sized stars come out. In Israel, the, from sunset to Seis HaKoychovim is approximately 20 minutes. So Chatzos would be six hours and 20 minutes after sunset. In places like New York, where it gets dark much more slowly, it would be approximately 6 hours and 45 minutes, or 6 hours and 50 minutes, 5.0, after sunset. And again, each part of the world is different. And it continues for a period of 2 hours, up to up to when the morning star comes up. So at different times in the year, when the, the night is shorter or longer, that affects this also. There are some nights in the year when there's only one hour of chatzos, because the time from when chatzos begins till alos hashachar is only 60 minutes there. So it stops at that point. There are certain places in the world where during certain periods of the year there is no chatzos, because six hours after it says is already morning. You know. So it varies. There are different opinions about this. Rabbi Nezal in Likutim Aran writes very clearly that he follows the sheet of the Arizal and the Zohar Kodesh on this item that we calculated the way I just said, 360 minutes on the clock after Tzayis HaKotor. So now Rabbi Nezal says, so he said that a part of being really religious and, and, and taking a serious position in, in trying to help the Jewish people and help yourself and help Hashem is by trying to minimize sleep to whatever degree a person is capable of and to use that time to cry out to Hashem. He not sell, the Pasuk continues over there initially, he not sell, katzvi miyad, miyad yokush. Save yourself, rescue yourself like a, like a deer and like a bird, you know, from the traps. The Zen, how does one rescue themselves? By the person really searching and pleading, begging Hashem, until they're privileged to find the true tzaddik, the true leader, who will bring them close to Hashem. As it says in the Pasuk, right before this Pasuk we just quoted, do this, my son, and save yourself. What should you do? Rashi explains that pasuk. Seek out, seek out Increase friends. Add people. Who will daven for you to Hashem? Rabbi Nosson says, which people are we talking about? Hani tzadikei emes, 
This means true tzaddikim. Try to come close to the true tzaddikim so that they will daven for you. They are referred to as the brothers and close friends of Hashem. Whereby a Jew has to humble himself like a doorstep that, that people step on. To search for and to seek out the truth, Sadiqin, with all of your energy, to devote all your energy, all your power to seeking out the truth, Sadiqin. Ad until the person will be zoicher to find them. similar to what you see Rashi say over there on that initially chapter six on that pasuk leichis rates. Rav was making a point of saying this humble yourself because this is brought throughout our sforum and another sforum that in order for a person to come close to Hashem, we know that the, 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 where did Hashem give the Torah? On Har Sinai. Why? Because it's the lowest mountain. Humility. Where did Hashem give the Torah? In the desert. The Gemara system here will learn out that a person should make himself like the sand in the desert to allow himself to be stepped on to come close to Hashem. There are many other psukim that, that illustrate this, that in order for a person who really wants to come close to Hashem, by coming close to the true tzaddikim, they have to be prepared to humble themselves. A person has to be prepared to realize what their position is, how far they are from Hashem, and how much they need help, and to be willing to humble themselves in order to be able to come close to the true tzaddik who's in a position to help them. But even the true tzaddik, we've mentioned this in the past, that there's a mission in Berchus where it speaks about making a blessing when you're drinking. And the mission there says that if a person's drinking water, when they're thirsty, they make a bracha. That's the word in the shnip. You drink water when you're thirsty, you make a bracha. What if you're not thirsty? Then you don't make a bracha. Or what if you're drinking the water to help you swallow a pill or something like that? You don't make a bracha. So the commentaries have pointed out that Torah is compared to water throughout the Gemara. If a person is drinking Torah with thirst, then their Torah has a bracha to it. But if a person is drinking Torah, like a person who's not thirsty, uh, you're offering me something nice to drink, okay, I'll take a drink, you know, then they won't really have the true blessing of Torah. The real blessing of Torah and coming close to Hashem requires that recognition that I, of how far I am from Hashem and how much I desperately need to come close, and therefore I have a, 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 an immense thirst for every drop of Torah, for every drop of closeness to Hashem that I can get. And that's why the Pasuk writes over there, initially close to where we just quoted, Ma'at Shnois, Ma'at Tnumois, Ma'at Chibuk Yadayim, Lishko. Minimal sleep, minimal clasping your hands, Ubo Kemahalech Reishecha. <coughs> this means <coughs> a Jew has to minimize their sleep 
Kedei Levakish Hansadik Remes, in order to seek out the true Tzadik, Shemikra Mahalech Veishmogin, who is referred to in that Pasuk as the Mahalech, the one who's on the move, and the Ishmogin, he's the protector. Ki Hatzadikim Nikroim Mahalchim, because Tzadikim are given this title, Mahalchim, Al Shem Shehulchim Nidargala Dargatonim because of the fact that they are always on the move. They never allow themselves to remain in one place. They're always going higher, always yearning to go higher, closer to Hashem, more religious, more knowledge. <coughs> As the Pasuk says in Zechariah, chapter 3, I will give you walkers, movers, among those that are standing still. Referring to these tzaddikim, who are movers, and the tzaddik is also referred to as a, a man of protection, because the true tzaddik is a shield, a protective shield and cover for all those who come close to him, for all those who attach themselves to him, who are yearning to him. This is what the Pesach says, etc., Rashi, Rashi says over there, things that you are pouring, things that you are lacking in, knowledge of Hashem, closeness to Hashem, your lacking will be filled, will be completed. Everything that you're lacking in and everything that you're missing physically, materialistically, and spiritually, all of it will come to you speedily, re- relevant to that, to the one who's the mover and the protector, meaning based on the level and the quality of the tzaddik who you will find and attach yourself to, Shemikra Mahalech Vishmogin, who is called, referred to as Mahalech Vishmogin, to that degree, you will discover everything that you're lacking, everything that's missing in your life that's important will be filled in. Because everything that a person is lacking, everything, materialistically, spiritually, can be completed, can be filled in through the tzaddik. He is the one who brings down the flow of, of light from Hashem and goodness from Hashem, physically and spiritually, by, by injecting consciousness of Hashem in all those who are attached to Him, and the more that people become aware of Hashem and conscious of Hashem, the more all of their needs are taken care of. As the Gemara says in the Torah, Tafnem Das you have acquired das, what are you lacking? You're not lacking in anything. Because the more das a person has, the more they, they, they realize that they're not lacking in anything at all.
And therefore, based on these psukim, where it tells us that one of the most important times that a Jew can succeed at this, can succeed in having, in opening their heart to Hashem, and having their prayers received by Hashem, more so than at other times, is time when people are usually sleeping. That's why Rav Nisibel says, that's why this passage tells us, and the missionary Kirkyobos, when it speaks about the 48 ways that a person acquires Torah, one of the things in there is miyuchena, minimal sleep, cutting down on sleep in a healthy way. So Rav Nisibel says, this is all hinting to taking advantage of that midnight, that second half of the night, which is a time when the heavens are opening, it's, one of the, it's a super time of holiness, of making a tikkun for the malchus and of elevating oneself. Therefore, we need to break the sleep and get up at midnight to mourn and to cry, to scream, and to cry over the, the severe bitterness of the exile that we're going through, both physically and spiritually. And especially, especially to cry and scream a lot about the loss of the great Sadiqim which is a blow that's twice as hard for the Jewish people as the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, is the loss of the true tzaddikim. K'mari Shomer as the Gemara tells us, Asher kol whereby all the suffering that we are experiencing is related to this, is related to the fact that we are missing the true tzaddikim. Who are in a position to help the Jewish people in every way. As the Prophet says in Yeshaya chapter 57, Hatzadik Ovad, the Tzadik was lost, the Ein Ish and people don't realize, that the Tzadik was gathered into Hashem because of all the evil. How can therefore Komi Shechos Hashem? Any person who cares about themselves, has to really cry out Hashem, that Hashem should give us the privilege even now, while we're still in exile, to find the true rabbi, the true leader, who has the ability to shine into us real awareness of Hashem and understanding of Hashem, through this, the more a person is to be aware of Hashem, the more that person's problems are resolved. Through this, will be filled in everything that's lacking in our lives, and all the suffering and pain will be eliminated and corrected. These are very powerful words. So what do you mean? Uh, this is the whole thing? This is the... the answer is yes, most definitely yes. That, that, so does this mean that we don't have to, we don't have to put on film? It's not what he's saying. 
This is not a replacement for the rest of Yiddishkeit, but he's saying that this is one of the, these are among the most important critical issues in Yiddishkeit. And when the tzaddik is missing, it's like the heart of the Jewish people is missing. Can a body function without a heart? Or how much can a body, or when a heart is weak, when the heart is very, very weak, we know that it affects every single part of the body. So to the true tzaddikim who are the heart and brain and, and, and control center of the Jewish people, when we're missing them, when, when, they're, not, when they're not around, or we don't, we're not associated with them, there's a tremendous lacking in our lives that manifests itself both spiritually and even physically. Now Rav Nosenzal continues within the same halacha, but a subset of it, where he's going to talk about another mitzvah, another part of the waking up in the morning. Based on what we learned until now, you'll understand also how the Shulchan Aruch describes to us how a Jew should put on their shoes in the morning. That when you put on the shoes, you put on the right one first. When you tie your shoes, you tie the left one first. As is brought in Shinorachayim, Simon Bey's Sif Dalit. The Lomdu Mitzvillin. And our rabbis learn this out from the mitzvah of tefillin. Azal, as the Gemara says, Kitfillin kach Just like tefillin, so too shoes. Tefillin and shoes are generally leather. Leather. There's the, the, similar, the connection between them, just like tefillin. We tie it on the left hand, we tie it on the weaker hand. So too when we're tying our shoes, we tie the left shoe first. Because the shoes are a protection for the feet. It's that the feet shouldn't step on anything, shouldn't be harmed by things that you're going to step on. Because we have to watch the feet very, very much that they to elevate them from the tumor, which is very close to it. Just like the physical feet are walking on the ground, the earth, which is dirty, etc., etc., so too the feet of the Kedusha. When we speak about Hashem, we said we're speaking about the top, which is Chachmah, the bottom, which is Malchus. So Malchus corresponds to the lower part of the feet. Just like we said we have to guard the Malchus from being harmed by the Sidrafa, this is why we put shoes on our feet. This is why a Jew is not allowed to walk barefoot normally. If you're in the shower and the mikvah, it's something different. But normal walking, you're not allowed to walk barefoot because the earth, the ground is cursed. When Adam and Chava ate from the Eitz Hadas, Hashem issued 39 curses. 10 to Adam, 10 to Chava, 10 to the snake. And Hashem also said, The earth is cursed because of you, because of this sin. So therefore, we have to protect the feet and elevate them from the forces of Tumor. Because the feet correspond to that lower Chachma, which is Malchus. Which is the, the highest degree of constriction of a life, of limiting of a life. Because 
whereby we said before that a Jew, when the when the malchus falls into the sikra we have to be able to slice it away to sever the connection and elevate it up back into the light of the face of Hashem that shines on the three holidays. And it's from this light of the face of Hashem, it's from this Or HaPonim, this is the light that shines into the shoes to give them the spiritual power that they need to serve as a protection from any forces of impurity. <coughs> to guard the feet from any forces of impurity. Rabbi Nosenthal says, now you understand why the Gemara compares the shoes to the tefillin. Because in the Sifra Kabbalah we're told that tefillin are the light of the face of Hashem. That tefillin are or haponim. And the shoes also, the shoes are receiving, we said the shoes are to protect the malchus. The, the protection for the malchus is coming from that light of the or haponim. Rav Moselah says, you'll see later, in the laws of Chalitza, in Shulchan Aruch Eben Ezer, Halacha there, of Chalitza, where I've explained this very, very broadly, this whole concept of the shoes, we know that when a woman is given Chalitza, there's a special ceremony involving a shoe that's part of the Chalitza process. And this is why we put on the right shoe first, because the most important part of this whole procedure is that right side, which is chesed, shu chesed. It's the chesed that helps us sever the connection between the malchus and the sidracha. And then we're able to build up the malchus, to restore it. The alkane, the kshira, and that's why when it comes to tying the shoes, smoyl kshira, the left one goes first, kemoit tefillin, just like by tefillin, shekosher shoyad v'smoyl, whereby we, we tie, we bind, the tefillin shoyad on the left hand, tchila, that, that's the first part of tefillin we put on first, we, we put on, kshira shoyad v'smoyl tchila, is the and this tying of the, the Tfilin Shalyad on the left hand first, this is based on another concept. Rabbi Nazar says over the Imran, we mentioned that we need Chesed in order to sever the connection between the Malchus and the Sidrachah. How does one receive this Chesed? Through reprimand. Rabbi Nisalveh shows there's a pasuk, Hashem When Hashem loves someone, he reprimands him. So that the reprimand of Hashem is an expression of loving kindness, it's an expression of chesed. And that reprimand generates the chesed that's needed to sever the malchus from the sitrachra and to be able to elevate it. And we know that reprimand exactly. And we know that reprimand sometimes comes off insulting. Whereby the person turns white. The person, 
as it says about Elia Cohen, that he did not reprimand his children. His children would walk to Derech because he didn't reprimand them. He didn't, he didn't cause their face to change colors. He didn't embarrass them sometimes when they did certain things where they deserved to be reprimanded. Because we know that in the Sifrei Kabbalah we're told that Tzfilin is Seichel. Tzfilin is that light of Hashem's face. And that's one of the most important ways and examples of drawing Hashem's light into ourselves when we put on the Tzfilin. Which is mentioned in that chapter in the Kutuman about drawing the light of Hashem. Whereby one of the main ways and times when a Jew draws this deep understanding of Hashem into his brain is when he's putting on tefillin, as 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 is known by those who understand Rav Nezal's words properly. Rav Nezal says, because the two parts of the tefillin. The Tfilin Shalosh corresponds to the upper Chachma. The Tfilin Shalyad corresponds to the lower Chachma, which we said is Malchus. The Zerubhinas Shachus Shal Tfilin, and this is the whole concept of why Tfilin are black. Bechinas Shachus Sanalta Toyrana, corresponding to the blackness that Rabbeinazal speaks about over there in Torah Lamed and Kutimran where he speaks about the Malchus as being something that has no light of its own. It's dark. It receives light from the sun. This is, what, this is one of the reasons for this darkness of the Tzfilin. And this is why before we can go to the Tzfilin Shalosh, first we have to put on the Tzfilin Shalyad on the left hand, in order to draw upon ourselves this reprimand, which leads to a revelation of chesed, because we said this reprimand is an expression of Hashem's loving kindness. And this is the chesed that gives us the ability to slice away the malchus from the forces of Tumah, you know, that they try to attach themselves to. Now, Rav continues. Again, following through and how the Shukhanoch describes a Jew waking up in the morning. That one of the things a Jew is supposed to do is to go to the bathroom. The Alkane also And this is also why the Shukhanoch tells us that when a person is relieving themselves in the bathroom for Gedolim, they're not allowed to wipe themselves with the right hand. They're supposed to use the left hand. Mipnei shekosher botfilin. Exactly. Because we use the right hand for tying the tefillin. We use the right hand to tie the tefillin, which are on our left hand. But Moses explains, Ki chokmois chitzonius. Sha'ariyodo nimshotim kiyos, because secular wisdoms which which draw which lead to denial of Hashem, are referred to as excrement. 
Because food is supposed to give life and energy to a person. And therefore, when a person eats properly with holiness, their face shines. So as the Pesach says, He ate and drank, and his heart was filled with goodness. As Rabbi Nizam mentions in chapter 19, and we learned earlier that when the heart is, is fulfilled, then there's that light on the face. And the main light of the face that a Jew receives from eating is from the spiritual aspect of the food, which is the goodness of the food. That's the part that gives a person energy and life. The Bechinas, as the Pesach says, That man does not live on bread alone, but rather they live on what comes from the mouth of Hashem, meaning on the spiritual light. Whereas the physical aspect of the food, to which evil attaches itself, that becomes total waste, and it's excreted from the body. Because that waste matter symbolizes these other wisdoms, these secular wisdoms, which are referred to in the Navi as excrement. The Alkinan, therefore, the Gemara says in Brachas, page 14, when a Jew, a Jew who wants to accept upon himself the kingdom of Hashem, should relieve himself, should go to the bathroom and wash his hands. Rabbi Moselah says, Yifne, relieve himself, to remove the excesses, to remove the tumult, the filth, <coughs> which represents those secular wisdoms. And then he's ready to wash his hands with the waters of kindness. Maybe that's the terminology that's used in Sifra Kabbalah, the Meme Achesed. You need to draw that Chesed upon himself. Which is what helps us slice away the malchus and purify it from the ill effects of the sitra. Take a look again in Eben Oezer, in the laws of Sota Halachadalit, where he discusses this also. The Alkane, therefore, the Gemara says there, the person should relieve themselves. A person who wants to accept the kingdom of Hashem upon them properly should relieve themselves. After the person gets up in the morning, after they wash Natilas Yadaim, after the person relieves themselves, then they put on Tfilin, the Gemara says, then they read Kriyashma, and then they daven Shmon Esrei. Because all of these steps that we discussed here, from getting up at midnight and all the procedures, 
are all part of the tikkunim of the tefillah of Shachris. Shekol ha-tikkunim shehem hisoyrus hashena. So that all of these tikkunim, which are waking up from sleep, the yifne, relieving oneself, the of washing hands afterwards, the tzitzis, utfilin, ukriyashma, utfilo, hakoil, bishvil, alias, hamalchus, kiyadua. It's known in the Sifrei Kabbalah that all of these are steps towards elevating the malchus. Elevating it because during the nighttime the malchus goes down. It reaches down into the place of the Sitrachra to scoop out from there sparks of Kedusha that are ready to be rescued. But the malchus finds itself literally in the place of the Sitrachra. And now we need rocket fuel and we need power to be able to lift the Malchus back up and bring it into the arena of Kedusha and elevate it there. And all of these procedures are part of that Aliyah HaMalchus. Shehu Bechinas Another name for Malchus is Chochmatato, as we mentioned previously. Shezehu Bechinas Avrohom Tikein Shachris. And this is all included in what the Gemara says, Avraham Avinu established the tefillah of Shachris, as Rabbi Nezal discusses this over there in chapter 30 in Likut Imran, which this halacha is based on. Rabbi Nezal there explains that Shachris is also the word Shachrus, blackness, which is also a nickname for the Malchus, which is called Shchoyrani Venoavo. Now Rabbi Nezal goes on to say, the Alkain ein mekanchen biyamin, and this will also explain why the halacha tells us that a person, after using the bathroom, should not wipe themselves with the right hand, but rather using the left hand, because the right hand is used to tie the knot of the tefillin. And tefillin, we mentioned earlier, represent the oyer haponim, the light of Hashem's face, which is the source, the main source of life, spiritual life for the Malchus. The Malchus which rises up and becomes purified from the impurities, from the Sitrachra, which the Malchus had dipped down into. And this is also why the Gemara says, and the Halacha mentions, that when a person is in the bathroom, they're not permitted to go to the bathroom in the direction of east or west, but rather they should go north-south. Because east is generally the direction towards Yerushalayim. That's where the Beis HaMikdosh is. That's where the Oyer HaPonim is emanating from to feed the Malchus. So we don't want to show disrespect to that by relieving ourselves in that direction, by facing that direction when a person is relieving oneself.